Hi everyone, this is Dr. Shivendra, consultant endocrinologist at NHMMI Hospital, Raipur. So I will be discussing uh, in an interesting case which I have seen recently. Uh, this is a case of Mrs. B. L. Agrawal. She was a 52-year-old lady, housewife with a sedentary lifestyle. She was known to have diabetes, type 2 diabetes since 2012 and she was on glimepiride 2 mg twice daily and metformin 500 mg twice daily. She was also hypertensive for last 12 years and was taking amlodipine and hydrochlorothiazide 5 and 12.5 mg respectively. She did not have a prior acute coronary syndrome, chronic stable angina, any history of stroke, claudication. However, her microvascular complication workup was unknown. She was a non-smoker, but she had a history of premature coronary artery disease. And she presented in emergency department with acute coronary syndrome, diagnosed as a case of acute ST elevation myocardial infarction. She came in window period and uh, she straight away underwent coronary angiogram, which showed a double vessel disease, a calcified left main coronary artery disease, a triple vessel disease with predominantly involving left anterior descending artery. She underwent primary uh, PCI in left anterior descending artery and a balloonplasty in a D1 branch. And uh, at that point of time, her echocardiogram showed a 41% of ejection fraction with regional ball motion abnormalities in anterior ball. She, ha she was obese with weight of 89 kgs and a BMI came out as 31 kg per meter square. She was hypertensive at presentation and tachycardia was there. At baseline, at presentation, her HbA1c was 8.9%, random blood glucose was 311, creatinine was normal, liver function tests were okay. She had mild hyponatremia, probably secondary to dilutional hyponatremia, secondary to left ventricular failure. Her uh, uh, lipid profile was deranged with LDL cholesterol being 131 and her anti-proBNP anti was high. So suggestive of she also presented with acute left ventricular failure along with myocardial infarction. So what are the challenges we had during uh, for this patient at presentation? She presented with acute myocardial infarction. She was hypertensive. She had uncontrolled glucose levels with A1C of 8.9. She was obese and sedentary. But what about microvascular complications we needed to check? So considering all these uh, baseline history, what is the risk status for this patient? Of course, she came into a very high risk patient considering a recent myocardial infarction. So there is established atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Plus there was a strong family history of premature CAD. The comorbidities of obesity, sedentary lifestyle and hypertension was adding up to the risk. So she was kept at a very high risk patient for future cardiovascular events. Along with, she also had high A1C levels and uh, she was sedentary. So we need to look up into the other ways to comprehensively plan the treatment. So during the hospital stay, uh, because of the high glucose levels and the planned procedure, she was kept on an insulin infusion for first two days. Then she was shifted to the basal insulin, a glargine was used and the prandial insulin as part insulin was used. And uh, at discharge, her glucose levels came fairly okay with fasting of around 134 and postprandial of 186. She, at, at this point, she was given a basal insulin of glargine 16 units at bedtime along with metformin started at 500 mg twice daily. Lenagliptin was also added at 5 mg once daily. 
she was also on dual antiplatelets at orvest at 80 mg of course it has to be given post mi along with metoprolol remipril and uh, spironolactone one week one week later which is the usual protocol at our setup to follow up the patient after one week her fasting glucose levels were still on a higher side being around 120 to 140 mg per deciliter and the postprandials were coming around 190 to uh, 200 mg per deciliter at this point she was started on glargine 18 units which was hiked up because of the high fasting glucose like uh, metformin was increased to 850 mg twice daily and she was this time instead of lenagliptin she was started on empagliflozin and lenagliptin combination of 25 and 5 mg respectively once daily at 3 months uh, when i just saw recently two days back uh, she had a perfect fasting glucose levels of around 98 to 100 and postprandials of 132 to maximum 155 mg per deciliter and hpa1c is perfectly okay at 6.9% which is the target now for this lady she doesn't complain of any urinary syndrome uh, urinary symptoms and her echocardiogram latest was done which showed a 46% of ejection fraction so there is a increase in the uh, ejection fraction from the previous of 41% so now with this background i need to discuss a little bit about the treatment of diabetes in this high risk patients So we know that almost two third of patients with diabetes die from uh, coronary artery diseases. Almost half from uh, acute coronary syndromes. So we need a better management. In fact, because of the recent advances in the management, there is a, a recent uh, decrease in the uh, mortality rates, and uh, more so this has been with the newer addition of the drugs. So what we were missing in those times in the previous treatment arms that we were uh, ignoring chronic kidney disease and heart failure specifically as a risk factor for hospitalization as well as morbidity and mortality. So in 2015 with the outcomes of the Imperex uh, outcome study it has been shown that this drug is particularly useful in reducing the heart failure risk by 35% and in fact this study also this trial also showed that there was a robust decrease in the cardiovascular death and remember this study was done in a on a high risk patients who had established atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease like the patient we have just discussed and uh, a robust decrease in heart failure hospitalization death and along with this also showed that there were uh, favorable renal outcomes as well so with this uh, we should consider it as a landmark study because sglt2 inhibitors laid the foundation for the future uh, treatment for diabetes and now we are more centric towards not the glucose levels only but also the cardiac benefits and renal benefits we are also considering while we are prescribing the anti diabetic medications and with the results other uh, results coming up with the emperor reduce which has shown that even in reduced ejection fraction on non diabetic subjects these drugs are helpful uh there have been some some anal- uh, sub analysis from emparex study and which has shown that new onset of worsening nephropathy is also decreased which we have already discussed now little bit about the lenagliptin because this drug is also has been in the market for quite a long time it has a unique profile it has uh, primarily non renal but hepatobiliary route of elimination so definitely it does not require to be reduced in ckd patients and with the recent carmelina study being conducted it has been found to be non inferior so it is quite safe cardiovascular safe along with a slight reduction of albuminuria being found so 
this is possible that once we use the combination of these two drugs sgt2 inhibitors and linagliptin so we can have a, a much more benefit in terms of hb1c reduction there may be a hypothetical further uh, decrease in the albuminuria risk as shown uh, with the carmelina study and some recent uh, uh, studies have suggested the both the observational studies and the randomized studies that this combination probably has uh, uh, better outcomes in terms of reduced risk of genital infection so probably uh, this drug uh, uh, has a future we can use it more and more in our upcoming patients with the benefit that they reduce the pill burden they reduce the cost also when given in combination and probably had better hba1c reduction uh, good cardiac and renal benefits along with maybe slightly lower risk of genital infections so uh, this was from my side thank you